the national champion is clad in and big on. orange. Alabama does it. National championship number 18. 13 in all. Absolute perfection. 
at this point. Now, there were a lot of other bigger problems in that game. Um, composure. Tackling. On, on every, oh, yeah. Tackling was hor- horrendous. And, and tackling Absolutely was bad. Absolutely and, and horrendous. And me as an Alabama and, guy, I'm going to tell you the tackling was bad on Alabama yeah. side. The, the, the South Florida running backs, as big and as strong as the Alabama defensive line is, the, the South Florida running backs would hit that defensive line and there would be a little bit of contact. And then they just skirt on through yeah. into the secondary. And, and it looked like, it looked like the, the front defensive line for Alabama wasn't even attempting to tackle some yeah. of uh, those running backs from South Florida. And, and and South Florida, I'm not sure how many yards yards they ended up with. I'm sure it's well over a hundred. But the, you know, Alabama against South Florida. Alabama's much larger, much more athletic, much better recruited athletes. They're supposed to take control of that game, but South Florida wasn't having any of it. Yep. I promise you that they, they were having. They none came of out it. with the belief that they could hang with them, and, and they did. And they let them, and and Alabama let them, and. You know, it's it's like any other game in which you're you know if, if you're the heavily favored team, the longer you let the underdog hang around, the more dangerous they become. They become, and uh, you know South Florida that, that was was a prime example of that, um, and it uh, you know it just about came up to bite them. Yeah. Well. Uh, so, but you know. They squeaked just, by. Yeah, they, they got out with a yeah, W. I was going to say, know, at least Alabama is able to, you know, you know, kind of wipe their brows. And say, yeah, that was ugly. That was really bad, ugly. But at least we won. Uh, you know, Tennessee can't come out with that uh, that consolation. And um, that was uh, probably the most embarrassing performance in the Heupel era. Um, well, not probably. It was. I well, mean, they they lost composure. That not only did they get beat, and that's one thing, you know, and getting beat in the swamp is is one thing, you know. That's okay. There, there's the, the the swamp magic and the you know the voodoo, the swamp voodoo, and all that stuff. That wasn't the case. They just got out coached, they got out hustled, they got out hit. Just um, all facets of the game. Yeah, is what and you're and, and that was, and they lost their composure in the process, and that that's that's something that's that's got to be concerning. Uh, to the coaching staff and, and actually to the administration, you know, some very questionable. You know, wh- what the what's the timeout with eight seconds to go? What's the purpose of that besides just, you know, all it did, <laughs> all it served to do was inflame, was inflame people, and and, it, and unfortunately, it was his own team. Uh, I I know there's the there's the old adage, you, you know, you're if you're a competitor, you never finish the game with with timeouts in your hip pocket. Okay. Uh, the way things worked out in that game, taking a timeout at that game, at that juncture was, was not a good move. And, uh, you know, I don't think it was the hit on the quarterback at there at the very end of the game was not nearly as egregious as people wanted to make it. But at the same time, you know, all he's trying to do is run out the clock. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, he he danced around a little bit. He ran back and ran around a little bit, stuff like that. But it was kind of like, okay, if you're going to do that, we're going to run the clock out before I take the knee. And you get up to him, and, and you, you, okay, that's you don't bump him, you don't do any. You know, and the guy holds up his hands. You know, the Tennessee defender kind of held up his hands, like, oh, I didn't mean to. And of course, then it went into 
idiotic moat. Uh, <laughs> well, I'll tell you, um, it didn't help Alabama's game this weekend and definitely Tennessee's game this weekend. The outcome of those two games did not help either team in the AP polls that were released yesterday. Georgia's stayed at number one. Uh, Michigan, which, you know, Georgia – Georgia's, took care of business. <laughs> they took care of business. They started out a little slow, and you know they they were, but they ended up, uh, you know, it's a. Uh, they ended up finishing where where they should and how they should against South Carolina. They're now three and zero, so they're at one. Michigan's at two. The Texas Longhorns have moved up to three. Florida State dropped one and went down to four. So. Texas and Florida State flip-flopped in the top four. South, uh, <clears throat> Southern Cal is at five. Ohio State is at number six. Penn State's at seven. Washington's at eight. Notre Dame's at nine. Oregon's at ten. Utah's at eleven. Man, what about all those Pac-12? What about all those Pac-12? I mean, a, now that, they do, now that I, their now that conference is Now that is there dying. is no Pac-12, there's, there's USC, Penn, oh, excuse me, USC, Washington, uh, Oregon, there's three in the top ten. Uh, Utah makes four in the top eleven. Uh, if Utah was in that, anyway. Uh, LSU's at twelve. Alabama's at thirteen. Like we said, it's the first time in 120 a streak of 128 weeks of the AP poll that Alabama was in the top ten, or in, at least in the, in the top, top 10. ten. That's now the streak has been broken. Oregon State comes in at. 14 just behind Alabama. Ole Miss, who Alabama takes on this weekend, uh, which should be a heck of a ball game, uh, is number 15. OU, Mike, your boys out there in Oklahoma, they're 16. North Carolina, 17. Duke has moved up three to 18. And the Colorado bus with Coach Primetime, now they actually dropped one from 18 to 19 in the AP poll. Now, did they do that because they were favored by 24 over Colorado State and got pushed to overtime? And you know, how many how many of you how many of you guys uh, how many of our listeners out there wish they had gone to bed a little bit earlier <laughs> when it got to be Sunday morning? I, yeah. I I went to bed. I went to bed before it went into overtime and my buddies came to pick us up, pick me up for the Titans game. And then they were all just kind of, Drake, can you drive? Yeah. I said, yeah, I can drive. What's wrong with you guys? Yeah, we go, stayed up. Hey, we stayed up and watched the <laughs> stayed up. I'm tired. I'm wore out. I'm stayed. I said, what's going on? I, he goes, I stayed up and watched the Colorado-Colorado State game. And I was like, well, what happened? And so they told me. I didn't even know. Yeah, it, it looked. It really looked. I stayed up to watch it myself, and, and it really looked like Colorado State was going to pull out the upset. And, and especially with a minute and a half to go, they pin them down on the two-yard line. They pin Colorado down with a punt on the two-yard line, and you're thinking, oh, man, I think the death knell has, has been – and all of a sudden, boom, boom, boom. They started moving up the field. They started moving, you know, going and, you know, capped it off, and, and it was just like, wow. Uh you know, maybe this team, you know, they, they play inspired at times. I think you saw Colorado State was a better team than what than, really than anybody gave them credit right, for. Right, absolutely. Uh, Especially Vegas at making yeah. them 24-point underdog. Yeah, I think they were a much better team. You know, of course, they're, what, 0-4 now they, or 0-5 yeah, now. But, uh, I mean, but, they came in and they played, you know, it, it's similar. It, you know, and I hate to say it, and Alabama didn't play very well. 
No. But, but every time Alabama plays a team like South Florida, yeah. like – or any to anybody, you know, you're going to get the absolute best out of those athletes playing against oh, Alabama, yeah. just like when people when they play well, Kentucky basketball. And you're going to get it for you're going to get it for a half, three quarters, until I, uh, until you, and, and, until there's nothing left to give, and Alabama kind of moves pulls away at that point. Yeah. But I, I think I think South Florida came out just like Colorado State came out. They had a chip on their shoulder. They were determined. They were not going to be pushed around. They were not going to be intimidated. And Colorado State nor South Florida were intimidated by Alabama or or the Colorado Buffaloes yeah. in Coach Primetime. Yeah, and I think there's part of that, you know, I, I'm beginning to look, you know, hindsight, looking at, you know, where, where Primetime tried to turn it in, you know, he said, now this, you know, with, with the comments of Coach Norville and stuff like that, and he said, now it's personal. I re- I, I'm beginning to wonder uh, if, if, that was, if it was more of, hey, he sees his guys looking past Colorado State. To Oregon this to, weekend. Yeah, you know, and he's like, mm, I, better, I better do something to get these guys focused back on this game. So he makes that little comment about, hey, it's personal now. And, uh, you know, it was because you, you could tell – Colorado did not think Colorado State was going to do what they did. And that's hit them in the and mouth, which is the what mouth they did right to their, their star then, two-way player, Travis Hunter, who might be out yeah. with a broken clavicle. We are not. Right. We haven't really gotten any – Don't know what the actual injury we have, is. I, they've they've kind of kept that in-house right yeah. now. They haven't let that out exactly what the deal is. It was two days ago that this happened. Yeah. Two nights or, or – the Two nights or – two nights yeah. ago. So – the, we the, don't really know quite yet. Uh, the, the contact point was, you know, in that shoulder area. Now he may have been. It may have been such a jarring hit that it may have been a. There may be a concussion protocol. But on Coach that. Prime has even said but two to three weeks. Yeah, so they're not. If, it's a, if it was a concussion protocol, they're, they're not being then, real. Yeah, they've been real hush hush about what the actual injury is. Uh, you know, but it was it was a. a, a Oh, it, it was, was a vicious. weird, yeah, you know, it was a vicious. I mean, and it was, it, the hit was vicious, and it was, and it was hit. illegal, it was, and it was, was dirty. I mean, that, it was I, a dirty it, hit. It was just so. Uh, uh, but Colorado dropped one spot, so they're now behind Duke at number nineteen. The Miami Hurricanes are at twenty. Washington State. Here we go with the Pac-12 again. It's twenty-one. Pac-12. UCLA <laughs> number twenty-two. Uh, Devals dropped twelve spots. Down to number twenty-three, so the balls are up and down right now. Um, after the loss to Florida, Iowa's twenty-four, rounding out the twenty top twenty-five is, are the Florida Gators at two and one that lost their initial first game to Utah. Right. Um, so that's your that's your AP top twenty-five. My picks over the weekend, man. I'm I, all I can do is apologize uh the the magic eight ball has apologized to me he wanted to send out magic eight ball wants to send out condolences to anybody that uh that took his advice and rode with his picks this weekend friday night the eight ball um magic eight ball went zero and two uva got killed by maryland and army just destroyed the favorite the uh, University of Texas San Antonio it wasn't even close. Army broke out of the gate, fourteen to nothing, and pretty much never looked back. So those two picks by the Magic Eight Ball were losers, and and he feels terribly bad about that. Now, my picks on Friday, 
I went about 50-50. My two, my two upset shots I called didn't quite get there. And that was <laughs> Didn't quite. <laughs> okay, all right. So it wasn't close. Western Kentucky, the Hilltoppers, you guys need to show up. This is your this is your prime time. Uh, this is this is it for you guys to get in the limelight and go up to the horseshoe and take care of business against Ohio State, and you got hammered by 53 points. I had you winning the ball game. Anyway, um, so that was a bad pick. I had FSU minus 26 over Boston College, and the dang Seminoles almost got beat. I, I say, mean, it 31 was, 29, it was, it was that close. It was one and of those weekends. Not, and had they not, and had BC not had an offside penalty there at the end of the game to give uh, Florida State a first down and not have to kick the ball away. Then BC would have gotten the ball back, and Florida State wouldn't come in anywhere close to stopping Boston College. So you know, yeah, Florida State. What was the what was the, the 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 other game that was the team had a shot at winning, and it was the face mask call right at the end of the game. Was it a college or pro? It was college. It was a college game that. I'm drawing a blank right now, but it was kind of like they, they had a shot at the big and, upset. And the defensive player reached up and grabbed. Well, he was he was coming in for a tackle from the side, and he kind of wrapped his arms and got his hand into the helmet instead of instead of around the shoulder pad and got his hand up into the face mask and didn't let go. And and, and just gave him first down. They had him, him tackled for the – Had him, had had him, him tackled and facing fourth they were, down. They were going to force him a punt, force a punt. But he with, grabbed and his give face their, mask. And give their guys the ball with a chance to – Go down and win it, yeah. and uh, well, I had I, West Kentucky got blown out. I'm sorry about that. Florida State did not cover. Georgia Southern was pretty much a push. They they lost by 20. They were, they were getting 20 from uh, Wisconsin, or I think they lost by 21. But anyway, uh, Duke. I had Duke, folks. Duke Duke killed Northwestern, and I had oh, I had Old Dominion plus 14 against Wake at home. They won the game as a 14 point underdog at home. Uh, I had Syracuse against Purdue. I had Colorado State plus 23 and a half, but I also had Kansas. They did not pull the line against Nevada, but I had Fresno State against Arizona State late Saturday night for a late Saturday night winner, and Fresno State won by three. I've got an eight-ball pick for tonight, and uh, we're going to have that in our last segment, but we're rolling up against our first break. This is the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. I'm Drake, Coach Mike. Give us about three or four minutes. We'll be right back. Hi, I'm Columbia Kiwanis Club member Suzanne Ganser. The Kiwanis Club and Columbia Main Street are partnering to put on a fall fest with a chili cook-off downtown Saturday, September 30th from 3 to 7. Come enjoy the music taste the chili, or enter the cook-off. Proceeds raised by the Kiwanis go to local kids' charities. For more information or to enter the cook-off, go to the Columbia Kiwanis Facebook page. Come to enjoy the food, kid zone, and music at this family-friendly event. We hope to see you there. There are so many problems in the world right now that we can't do anything about. But the hunger crisis in southern Middle Tennessee is not one of them. You can join the Well Outreach Food Pantry in responding to help feed our neighbors in need. Kids, moms, and dads, and grandparents with nothing to eat. For just $30, you can provide a week of groceries to feed a local family in need. Give hope to the hungry right now. Thewelloutreach.org. Thewelloutreach.org. 
This is Coach Traders Golf from Columbia Central High School Football. You are listening to 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Parks Motor Sales was founded by my granddad, Bobby Parks, and my great-granddad, Julian Mays, in 1958. We've been family-owned the whole time, and being family-owned, locally-owned, means you get to get your next vehicle or your existing vehicle serviced by the same people who stand in the grocery line with you, drop their kids off at the same school you do, and smile and are happy to see you when they do. So come see us at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee on 919 Nashville Highway or parksmotorsales.com. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Are you new to Murray County? We want to welcome you and your family. We are a local residential garbage service, and we want to be your garbage man. We've been around for over 30 years, so we have a reputation. Check us out at garbagemaninc.com or call Mike at 931-540-0919. You could also ask your neighbor. 931-540-0919. Hi, Terry Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. When you think of diamonds, what do you think of? Rare, precious, timeless, sparkles like the sun. They are timeless and nothing like them on earth. Then do you think, where do I buy local to buy the perfect ring? Maybe a diamond pendant or earrings or maybe a new diamond band. Look no further. Tillis Jewelry carries all your diamond and jewelry needs. Stop by and see our wonderful collection. And remember, if you don't know your diamonds, know your jeweler. Tillis Jewelry, downtown Columbia. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. This is Elk Kennedy. The old saying is, happy wife, happy life couldn't be more true. Many years ago, my wife, Mary Susan, had major surgery on her back, but continued with chronic pain. Doctors were saying invalid, disabled, but then she found the Dr. Gill Center for Back, Neck, and Chronic Pain in Franklin, Tennessee. It has changed our lives. We visited there recently with Dr. Wendy Tui, saw the -the state-of-the-art facilities. Folks, don't take a pill. Call Dr. Gill. Go to callmepainfree.com. Do you have trees that need trimming or removed? Do you have stumps that you want ground? A1 Tree Removal is a family-owned and operated business local to Columbia and Lewisburg and servicing surrounding Middle Tennessee. They are licensed and insured and provide free estimates. No job is too big. No tree is too small. Give old Luke a call or text Luke at 931-359-3113. Or you can check them out on Facebook and tell A1 Tree Removal that you heard this ad on the radio. If you love America, you will love A1 Tree Removal. This is Trip Stoltz with Columbia Ace Hardware. I love listening to 101.7 WKOM-FM, Columbia, Tennessee.
And welcome back into the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. I am Drake, joined in the studio by Coach Mike on the boards. And go Titans, baby. I mean, I, I'm, you know, I am fired up. I went to the game yesterday. It's the first, really the first Titans game I've been to in quite some time. I had some friends that were nice enough to call me, had an extra ticket, and they allowed me to ride up there with them. And well, I drove up there, and then I didn't drive back. But <laughs> uh, anyway, we had a great time at the Titans game. The, it, it rained a little bit on the way up. The clouds kind of cleared off about about kickoff, Coach, and then – out came the sun, and then uh, the Titans and the Chargers went at it up and down the field, up and down the field. Um, the Titans score with about a little bit, a little bit over two minutes to go in the ball game to go up twenty-four twenty-one. And then I thought, all right, thought we that, got it. Or I my thought, first thought was they gave him too much time. Right. <laughs> and I mean, you know, Justin Herbert and company, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams used to, I mean, you just go on and on. The, the, our only saving grace, I think, yesterday was uh, Chargers superstar Austin Eckler was out completely of the game. But uh, with guys like Justin Herbert at quarterback, and like I said, Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, uh, Parham Jr. as their tight end. There's just there's just a number of players out there that can really hurt hurt you, uh, but uh, the after the Titans went up twenty four twenty one just before the two minute warning, um, Chargers got the ball back, went back down the field, got to the ten yard line. I mean, it was it, <laughs> it was, was close. It was it, it was very. Yeah, you know, they scored that guys. touchdown. And it's we over, were, you know. And we were and, sitting right down there on that end, that corner, so we could see yeah. everything, everything perfectly kind of transpiring. And of course, I was kind of peeking around at the Titans fans around me, and they were very kind of subdued and quiet, Ancy. and yeah. and just kind of like me, just kind of look around and and closing their eyes, thinking. Not again, not yeah. again. And so, <laughs> sure enough, the, the ball game was tied up 24-24 with the Dicker kick. And, hey, it was uh, a great defensive play, that sack. That sack right there on third down was huge, yes. was yes. a monstrously huge play. Absolutely. And, and that, that's, that's, that's the Titans' strong point. That's their defensive front. That's the big front. The guys on the front that it's hard to run against the Titans. It's tough to, tough to, tough to throw against the Titans. Because not necessarily because of the defensive backfield, but because of the press, pressure, just, the pressure they're putting on the quarterback up front. Yeah, and our our defensive backfield, you know, like I said well, on Friday's show, we we'd taken we'd taken a little a few injuries and we weren't completely healthy. But if you can put enough pressure to help alleviate that pain, how do you do that? You put pressure on the quarterback. Oh yeah, the, a, a great pass rush helps your defensive backfield exponentially. You know, when that quarterback gets time to sit back there and kind of scan the field and go down three, you know, two or three of his uh, spots on his progression, then he's gonna he's gonna pick the defensive. I don't care how good you are in the backfield, but if he's having to, as soon as he sets his foot, he's all of a sudden got somebody in his face, and he's having to reset himself, or he's having to throw off his back foot because he doesn't have time to set and throw, then the defensive backs start looking a whole lot better. Well, and, absolutely. And so. And you know, even at that, he moved him down the field. Uh, Herbert moved him down the field pretty well, and it was, you know, it was scary until that last sack. And then you got that. And then I thought, oh, great, we lost the toss. 
you know, here we go. But the, and defense, the defense just rose up right there and said, nope. You know, didn't let him go any of it. Titans received the punt, drive down the field, kicked the field goal, and we all went home happy. Yeah. It was great. And finally, that that eight-game losing streak that extended from the end of – from last year all the way till yesterday uh, is over. I mean <laughs> – and that's got to feel good as and a franchise. I know it feels good as a fan, but just to, and Coach Vrabel, and and everyone involved with the Titans, their fans. I mean, just to get that dang monkey. And, that, and some that, of the things that they did in order to get that win was, you know, they scored in the second half. That was something during that that losing streak. That was one of the big uh, criticisms. Was you know, the Titans better make hay in the first half because they can't do anything in the second half which is kind of odd because it was just the opposite when Rabel first took over. It was They were always horrible in the first half, and they came on like gangbusters in the second half. Last year, it reversed, and you could tell. This year, you know, this, at least in this, this last, you know, this game yesterday, uh, punched in a couple of big scores in the second half. Uh, I think the, uh, you know, the new offensive coordinator uh, slips – name slips my mind at the moment. Yeah. I think he's getting a feel for what he can do with Henry and Spears. I think that does create – even the running game creates a sideline-to-sideline side pressure now that he can he can punch and punch and punch with, with Henry and then counter with Spears or play action with Henry, throw to Spears in the flat. And then, and then he's got two outside receivers that are now becoming – you know, comfortable that that Tannehill's getting comfortable. So they've got the prong. You know, they've got the tools. Some other winners. And so from, if they can just learn to use them. <laughs> there you go. Some other winner to, winners from yesterday. Uh, I mean, come on, Kansas City Chiefs. Now wait a minute. You've got this. You got this terrific offense, especially when Travis Kelsey is back on the field. That's pretty much unstoppable. And now you're going to Jacksonville and holding them out of the end zone and holding them to three field goals. And winning seventeen to nine in a defensive struggle, and you you got Chris Jones, your uh, your All Pro uh, defensive lineman and and sack uh, specialist back on the field, and now you're holding Jacksonville at home to three field goals and not allowing them a, a touchdown. That's a little that's a little harsh. That's a little too much. I mean, come on, Kansas City. Right, I mean, you get me, coach. I mean, that's that, that's too good. That that's just rubbing salt in the wound when your defense starts playing that well, because they've been known for all these years. They're kind of like a fast break team, a basketball team. You know, they give up points. Oh, that's fine. We'll give we'll up. We'll just outscore we'll, you. We'll go down there and shoot a three. We'll give them a layup on that end. We'll go down here and shoot a three. We'll give them a layup on that end. We'll shoot go down here and shoot a three. That's kind of the way Kansas City was, but as of this past weekend, they put a shutout on. Trevor Lawrence, Easter Island, and uh, Zay Jones. Now, and was that Kansas ETN City step, was that, Junior? Is that Kansas City stepping up so much better, or is that a situation where maybe Lawrence and them aren't quite the uh, aren't quite as far along well, as everybody I mean, hoped they would thing be? Thing about this it time. was at the end of last season. Remember, Jaguars went to Kansas oh, yeah. City and won. Yeah. And so now, whether that was a revenge game, and that was then their defense said, "Look, you kind of embarrassed us last year. We hadn't forgot about that playoff game last year, where I think I think Kansas City, if I remember correctly, Kansas City broke out to kind of a lead, and and Jaguars came back. back. Yeah, 
Um, but anyway, so that's that's another team that looked pretty good. I tell you what, Sam Howell, the former North Carolina quarterback that now is quarterbacking the Washington Commanders, uh, the Commanders trailed twenty-one to three on the road at Denver in Mile High Stadium, and the Commanders came back to win that ball game, thirty-five thirty-three, and Russell Wilson threw about a fifty-yard prayer at the hail mary at the end of that ball game that was caught. Um, that was caught by Denver, but they could not convert the two-point two conversion, conversion yeah. and they lose by two points, 35-33. But rookie quarterback uh, Hal finished with 299 passing yards and two touchdowns, and that came against a, a pretty good Broncos defense in mile high, which it's hard to breathe up there. I know yeah. that. <laughs> uh, much less much – less, uh, be conduct yeah. a conduct a comeback being down almost three touchdowns. Now the commanders are two and zero, uh, and they're not. I mean, it's not a beautiful two and zero, but they're two and zero. Hey, wins are NFL, wins. wins a win are wins, is a win coach, in the NFL. Know yeah, in the especially in the NFL. Um, Josh Allen, you know, he turned out the week one against the Jets. He threw those three interceptions and he fumbled the ball, and they got beat on Monday night. And the world was coming to an end in Buffalo. Well, guess what? They kind of got right. Uh, things got right yesterday against the Raiders. They won 38-10. to 10. Uh, The Raiders got off to a pretty good start with a Devontae Adams touchdown, and they led 7 nothing. But that was pretty much the end of all the fun for the Raiders as, as, they, as they end up losing 38-10. to 10. Geno Smith, the journeyman quarterback for the Seattle Seahawks, uh, I mean, he looked great yesterday, and they came away with a 37-31 overtime victory at Detroit. You know, Detroit was a team that's kind of everybody's Cinderella team that been taking it on the chin for so long, so many years, decades now, yeah. and now they've built this team up, and they're looking pretty good. They won their first game. Well, they got beat 37-31 in, uh, at Ford Field inside in the Dome there. Um and Geno Smith was the main reason he completed 32 of 41 passes for 328 yards, two touchdowns, and no interceptions. That's a pretty good day for a quarterback right there. Uh, John Harbaugh and the Baltimore Ravens, they go up to Cincinnati. Cincinnati got was held to three points this past weekend. So they go, and you figure, well, Cincinnati, Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, they, they don't get back on track here. Uh, the the Ravens happen to be going up there, and they're probably going to going to take it until. Well, guess what? The Ravens came out with a twenty seven twenty four win. Uh, Baltimore dominated most of the game, and uh, Cincinnati finally got some offense going late. And cut Baltimore leads to 27-24. But Lamar Jackson scrambled for a big first down just before the two-minute warning, and the Ravens ran out the clock. So, congratulations to John Harbaugh. He's a hell. He's a hell of a coach. He figures out ways to get his team focused and motivated in these big type games. And the Ravens going to Cincinnati was kind of a big game yeah. this early in the season. I mean, you know, those are two high-powered uh, offensive. Uh, offensive teams and uh, the Ravens, are, who are known for their defense. But I mean, when you got Lamar Jackson at quarterback on one side and Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase on the other it's side, supposed to be a shootout. That's exactly right. And uh, Baltimore went up there and took care of business. 
even without the, the likes of J.K. Dobbins and safety Marcus Williams. But uh, Cincinnati Bengals are 0-2. And, you know, Coach, 0-2. There's been some 0-2 teams that have won that won the Super Bowl before. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, his, but let me, but let me tell you something. <laughs> History's oh against you at 0-2. 0-3. Not so much. Zero yeah. and two. There are a few teams that have made it to the Super Bowl, but zero and three. You be, you're right on the cusp of being uh, just about out of the, having to out sell out the, the season and rebuild. and you know that's not where this where Cincinnati wants to go. Bijan Robinson, the rookie out of Texas, is playing for Atlanta. Uh, was a big factor yesterday. He ran for 124 yards. He did not score, but he had some very very key runs, um, and he also had. 48 yards receiving, and he was a big part of the Falcons' 25-24 to comeback win over the Green Bay Packers in Atlanta in the Mercedes-Benz Dome. Um, the Falcons are 2-0, and and they also have one of the most electrifying players in the NFL in B. John Robinson. And, uh, you know, Arthur Smith, the offensive co- – or the head coach that was at O.C., in Nashville that's now in Atlanta. And was probably the most successful OC in Nashville. And he's got a lot he's got a lot to work with down yeah. there. He's got Drake London wide receiver, Kyle Pitts is tight end slash wide receiver. He's got Bijan Robinson. And so look for the Atlanta Atlanta Falcons who are two and oh uh you know to do a little damage and be a turn uh, be a team to to be heard from this year. Uh okay how much more time we got in this? In this, got roughly a minute, minute and a half. Okay, now some losers on the side. I've already talked about some winners. Uh, the Arizona Cardinals, you know, they've got Joshua Dobbs at quarterback. They broke and out. Doing a, he they broke doing out a pretty to good a, job. They broke first. out to a twenty-eight to seven lead over the Giants, and then went stagnant. And the Giants came all the way back and won thirty-one twenty-eight. Uh, the biggest comeback by trailing by. 21 or more since 1949 for the Giants, by the way. 19, I, I'll repeat that, 1949. Yeah, that, now they kind of got on the other side because they were the biggest they, – they, they're still the biggest comeback that the Titans have ever had uh, when when the Titans came back from 21 down uh, yeah. in the fourth quarter. And, you know, so. and, and let's be honest, the Arizona Cardinals, they're probably in, in, in the lottery. They, they, want that, they want that number one draft pick. I mean, it's not, it's not – it's not any secret. Yeah. They've been getting rid of all their high high dollar players. Kyler Murray's uh, got a torn ACL, so they're looking for the number one draft pick uh, this coming year. So that's no big deal. Uh, Anthony Richardson is for AR fifteen for the Colts. He had uh, started out pretty well. His the second score he ran into the end zone, got hit, concussion. You know that's that's the thing about these quarter these running quarterbacks. You know, it's their up. longevity. They're going to get you know, beat up. You make a big investment in them, and they, they, they're running the end zone. Bam, he gets hit, gets knocked out of the game with a concussion. He's under concussion protocol. Okay, we're up against our first break, uh, second break. break. Excuse me. Uh, we're going to come back with a Magic 8-Ball pick for tonight's game, Monday Night Football. There's two games tonight. I'm Drake with Coach Mike. We'll give us about mm, three minutes. We'll be back. This is Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee. 
celebrate you with a new vehicle from Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. We have a huge selection of new vehicles waiting for you. We're talking cars, trucks, and SUVs. And if you're in the business of selling your vehicle, we've got you covered. We'll buy from you even if you don't buy from us. At Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia, we're locally owned and operated and proud to serve our community as the largest CDJR dealership in Tennessee. Find your new ride today when you visit Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. We have advertised with WKRM and WKOM for the past several years and found it to be very successful. I highly recommend advertising with them if you have a local business like ours. We're located at 1608 Hatcher Lane here in Columbia. We're open Monday through Friday from 8 to 6 and Saturdays from 8 to 2. Stop by Holland's for all your prescription needs where we have fast, friendly, courteous service. We custom fit support hosts for you also. Thanks for supporting Holland's and WKRM and WKOM. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. In today's uncertain world, you can never be too careful about your family's financial future. That's why the Parker Group, a part of Baird's Private Wealth Management, is offering a free second opinion on your financial plans. Let us review your current plan, and we will identify any gaps and offer suggestions to improve it. Please call the Parker Group at 931-548-3737. That's 931-548-3737. Robert W. Baird and Company Incorporated does not offer tax or legal advice. This is Mark Curry at the Trailer Store. We are a local, family-owned business. Every day, I work with my wife, Susie, my mother, Becky, and my son, Justin. We offer a full line of lawnmower trailers, utility trailers, stock trailers, and a full line of trailer parts. We also offer service. Come see us at 1021 New Lewisburg Highway. Call us at 931-381-2795. That's 931-381-2795. Farmer Johnny here, Taylor Family Farm. I'm going to give you all a little look-see. We raise 100% non-GMO, grass-fed beef, pasture chicken, and pork on our family farm. Everything that we grow is raised with love and care to ensure the highest quality and nutrition for our family and customers. You can shop online at taylorfamilyfarmtn.com or visit our farm store in person at Etheridge, Tennessee at 301 Dave Reisner Road. That's taylorfamilyfarmtn.com for more information. Did you know that 70% of Americans age 65 or older will need some form of long-term care in their lives? And even more frightening, 7 out of 10 people who go into long-term care will become completely impoverished within one year. It doesn't need to be that way. You do not need to go broke in the nursing home. Call Perchowski Estate Law to learn how you can protect your life savings and hard-earned property from the high cost of long-term care. Call me at 931-363-7222. 
This is Del Kennedy, owner of Kennedy Broadcasting Company, operator of WKRM, historically 1340 AM, now 103.7 FM, and WKOM, 101.7 FM. We call ourselves Front Porch Radio, and I've said many times what that means. It means that we are working to connect this southern Middle Tennessee community, one listener, one relationship at a time. And let me elaborate on what that means. In this community, we will relentlessly promote jobs, commerce, business, industry, education, arts, green space, music, rivers, the great outdoors, healthcare, churches, charities, sports, and all the great people of Southern Middle Tennessee. Join us, help us, call us. Front Porch Radio, Delk Kennedy, thank you for listening. This is Coach Devin Simler from Columbia Central Baseball. You are listening to 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. And welcome back into the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. I am Drake. Thank you for joining us. It is Monday, September 18th, and a gorgeous day right here in downtown Columbia, Coach. I, don't, I mean, what else can cool you ask? Cool being the key word. Cool. It is cool. And, I tell you uh, what, we my our, our little our little dachshund Carl. He likes to wake us up at, before uh, the crack of dawn so he can run outside and do his business. And I got up begrudgingly got up this morning at about 4.30 to let him out, and I opened the door, and he got that little cool cool, cool drift of air coming in, and he turned right back right around, right. got back in his bed, and I, I think, turned right back around, shut the door, got back in my bed, and Carl did not go back outside until the sun rose <laughs> and it got a little warmer outside. So uh, Carl's yeah. no dummy. Yeah, for the now, first time, I, you know, I kind of had turned off the air conditioner this morning coming into – to, to work and uh, didn't turn on the heater, didn't break down and turn on the heater yet, but I did turn off the air because it was there. You go. It was kind of on the nippy side. Well, the Alabama quarterback carousel, or what I like to call the musical chairs of quarterbacks here at the University of Alabama, uh, is going back a little bit. They're going to now Jalen Milrow after Tyler Buck. Nur and Tyler Simpson want to combine 10 for 23 for 107 yards against South Florida on this past this past Saturday uh, in an uninspiring win, I would say, Coach, 17-3 over South Florida. Nick Saban told reporters Monday uh, today that Milrow has, quote, earned the opportunity to be the starter. Well, you know, he was the number one guy in the preseason for a reason. And that reason and is he, 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 looked, he was practicing better. He was the he was best, doing better, or he was the best of the three. Of the three, right? Operated. He was operating better than the three. So okay, he didn't do so well. You know, didn't do well in in the first game. So okay, they made the change. The replacements didn't work. So now you got to what's your next best option? And you go back now. Here, here's the other question: How hard is uh, Saban looking at the transfer portal? Well, I mean, it, <laughs> at, at this point in time, you don't have, you really don't you have you have to you have to you, you have got to, to play with, with the cards with, that you're dealt. Right, you're, I mean, you're exactly is, right. I mean, but you don't have he, any choice. Of course, you but you're starting to look. I mean, he's probably got he's, he pays people. Uh, oh he yeah, pays he's people not, to yeah. look to look right now constantly, and 
you know, I'm sure you're not allowed to talk to them, but you can look um, and try to figure out where a senior is or where somebody or is, is in maybe a lower is division. Is there a viable? Yeah. That that wants to move up and and, and be and be in the prime time playing for quarterback yeah. for Alabama. I mean, there's pretty much no bigger light to be in as a quarterback than than playing quarterback at Alabama. I yeah. Mean, let's look at let's look at the ones in the in the NFL right now. Last night, Tua. At the Pats. I mean, you know, to, uh, against, Mac, against Mac Jones. Yeah. Hurst, Hurst. in the Super Mac Bowl. Mac Jones. I mean, you know. <laughs> you, you I mean, got, you know. But that, the problem that, and is. That, and that's, the, that's one of the big problems that Alabama's got right now is their legacy of quarterbacks is really, really hard to live up to. Absolutely. And, and so. I mean, they've had. You know, if you're not that. They've been eating so high on the hall for the, so long. Yeah. The, for, for them not to have a superstar quarterback is. You know, it's kind of head scratching for people. Yeah. They're like, "Well, who's well, who's this Milrow guy?" And, and you know what, Coach? I've been thinking about this a little bit. I mean, let's look at the SEC as a whole. And you name quarterback me, play in the you SEC name me quarterback is, play. Is, the, name me the quarterback. Name me some quarterbacks in the SEC right now. KJ Jefferson's pretty good at Arkansas. He's not bad. Rattler, a rattle, North South rattler, is South up Carolina. And down. He's up. He's just literally. He is. But he is uh, definitively, <laughs> definitively but, up and down. But uh, those are those aren't really the two premier teams no. in the SEC. Yeah, Ewers, of course, is Ewers is at Texas. He's not quite in the SEC yet. But all I'm saying is, is where are where's the star power? Where's the, where's the name recognition that the SEC has had? For decades, at different quarterback positions, different colleges will get different quarterbacks, but it's, it doesn't seem to be there this year. Yeah, it, it's it's definitely uh, at least in these first uh, three or four weeks, it's it's definitely a down a down year as far as quarterback play in the SEC, and that's of course that's affecting their outcomes. Uh, you know, the SEC is not quite the the vaunted juggernaut in the in the non-conference games that they used to be sure. used to, you know, your, even your low teams in the SEC would go in and, and at least be competitive, if not yeah. beat a lot of these. And now, uh, and now they're struggling. You know, even the top teams are struggling. Sure. Okay. Yeah. This weekend's lineup. There's some good games guys this weekend. Uh, Florida state, uh, will go up against three and O number four, Florida state will go to Clemson. That's going to be a good game. I don't care. Clemson will figure out, Dabo have those guys ready to play that game, I promise you, on Saturday. Uh, Rutgers visit number two, Michigan. Um, let's, let's look at some good matchups. How about, how about Colorado and Coach Primetime and his son at quarterback going to Oregon and playing former Auburn quarterback Bo Nix and company? Both of those teams are 3-0. and Colorado ranked 19th, Oregon ranked 10th. Now they're going to Oregon? They're going to, to Oregon. Oregon. Yeah, so. Oregon is a 21-point favorite. Vegas has them a twenty-one-point favorite over there. Do you think they'll get any bets on Coach? You think? Oh, yeah. You think anybody they'll, they'll, around Colorado will be betting on Coach Prime Time plus the twenty-one? There'll be some bets on that. Uh, UCLA number twenty-two will be visiting number eleven Utah. Uh, Duke is going to Connecticut. University of Texas San Antonio is headed to Knoxville. Coach uh, Tennessee's a twenty-one-point favorite. That's a chance for Tennessee to get well. Okay, but. Again, I got you. And San Antonio UTSA just took just got wiped yeah. by uh, Army. So uh, Oregon State it goes to number twenty one Washington State. 
Uh, let's see, Arkansas and LSU, that should be a pretty good game. I think that's going to be a tough game. That depends on which Arkansas team shows up. That's right. I'm just telling oh, you. And which LSU team shows up. K.J. Jefferson <laughs> is a big, strong quarterback yeah. that can throw the ball as well as run the ball. So uh, that could be a very interesting game. Two good quarterbacks in that ball game. LSU ranked 12th. Arkansas not ranked, both of them at 2-1. and one. Iowa, 2 Penn State, number 24 against number 7. Uh, Georgia plays UAB in their high school schedule. Uh, Texas, 3-0, goes 2-1-2 Baylor. Ohio State goes to Notre Dame. They go to South Bend. Number six, Ohio State, 3-0, goes to South Bend to play number nine, Notre Dame. with With the belief that they can make some hay here. They've got my boy Sam Hartman, my dark horse for uh, for the Heisman. North Carolina goes to Pittsburgh. North Carolina sent three and zero, number seventeen in the country. Number five, USC goes to Arizona State. Arizona State's one and two. USC's undefeated, three and zero. And California visits number eight Washington. California's two and one, and Washington is three and zero. So those are just the top 25 matchups, some pretty good ones this weekend, which I think that Notre Dame-Ohio State, nine against six will be great. And I think, oh, and Ole Miss is coming to Tuscaloosa. Number that's going to be interesting just in the – Just to see how, just just to to see see how, how because, adjustments are made, how the coaching adjustments are made. And also with Kiffin's ability to – trip triggers and push buttons yeah. against his opponents Absolutely. And, and to inspire his guys to play a little bit above their heads in the big games. And the past few times and, Ole Miss has visited Tuscaloosa, they've had some success. Yeah. So uh, number 15 Ole Miss will be at number 13 Alabama. Alabama is an early seven-point favorite in that ball game. Um, okay, tonight we've got two NFL games. Uh, believe it or not, it's a doubleheader on Monday night. The first game up is the 1-0 Saints at, at the 0-1 Carolina Panthers. The Saints are a three-point favorite. Magic, Magic 8-Ball says take the home team dog, the Carolina Panthers, Bryce Young and company, plus the three points. Uh, the Saints playing the dome. They are favored away from the dome outside. That's not normally a, a, a very good sign for the gamblers, even though people think that the Saints are a much better football team playing a rookie quarterback. People think go Saints. We, I say go. I say, and the Magic Eight Ball say take the Panthers plus the points. What's before up? we bug out of here? Uh, congratulations to our county and to our high school teams. Okay, uh, Central beat Lawrenceburg uh, thirty-one to nothing. Okay, and you had Mount Pleasant in the game of the week beating Summertown by yes. forty-six yes. to I think that's right. nothing or something like that. Yeah. It was a big, big score there. Uh, Spring Hill won their game against Lawson. Way to go, Spring Hill! And I think even CA had had their had a, had a big win against uh, uh, Davidson Academy, undefeated so. countywide. So congratulations hey. to all those high school programs. And tonight, don't forget about the Browns and the Steelers. That game kicks off at 